You're tuned into Talking That Talk with your relationship super guy, Jason Ortiz, where we boldly discuss the very issues impacting your relationship and your life as a whole. This is unadulterated, unapologetic, and undiluted talk that is needed to enhance your relationship. And here's your host, Jason Ortiz. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? And uh, as you know, you're on Talking That Talk with your relationship super guy, Jason Ortiz. And today, I'm going to talk about a topic that I don't really see talked about enough, and it's uh, boundaries. More so boundaries in a relationship. And uh, I'll probably touch on some other type of boundaries as well. But, you know, one thing I've noticed is that in intimate relationships... People tend to think that boundaries are somewhat not a serious need, even that it's not, you know, even that it's unnecessary. Quite a few people I have spoken to about boundaries tend to feel that boundaries are callous. They, they feel as if, it, you know, in some manner interferes with the spontaneous aspects of a relationship. People tend to think that once you are in love, that boundaries seem to disappear, but that should not be the case. Boundaries is simply an imaginary line where I resides. And on the other side of that line is where we reside. So what are the rules of boundaries and how should one go one should ooh, how should one go about having them? In the world of boundaries, it is important to understand that yes, they can be crossed without malicious intent at that. And we would hope that never leads to an overreaction on anyone's part. However, when boundaries are crossed and it leads to harm or pure violations, then actions must be taken or reinforced. A healthy relationship doesn't continuously assume one's partner's feelings. Instead, they take their partner's feelings into account. They take their partner's perspectives into account as well as their opinions. In boundaryless relationships, people tend to assume that because this is good for me, it has to be good for my partner. And this is an ignorance that can slowly linger until piece by piece it breaks away the relationship to a larger degree. This is basically they tend to ignore the impact and the effects of violating boundaries. So the violation of the boundary means nothing or very little. They believe that this is not a big deal and they'll get over it. And we've been together this long, so we'll be all right. But this slowly erodes boundaries and it's not healthy. No, when it comes to establishing boundaries, one thing to try to avoid is language of absolutes. Saying never, always, And words of such nature are the types of boundaries that at some point get crossed, even unintentionally. These are unrealistic boundaries that will be crossed at some point, and you simply can't tell someone what they must always do. Also, boundaries are of alternatives that will alienate your partner, such as, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to hurt myself. Or the double standard where it's only good for you to do or say something to others, but they can't do or say them to you. These are just simple examples of boundaries that are childishly ineffective and can permanently stain relationships. But now, 
what would be some examples of healthy boundaries? I mean, we can't just simply talk about what doesn't work and not go into what actually might work. I think this needs needs to be a new approach for all of us as humans and superhumans in my case. But anyway, we should learn to talk solutions and not just highlight the shortcomings. Try that in your everyday life. Okay, so when it comes to healthy boundaries, it involves speaking up and pointing out moments when you feel some level of disrespect so you can be a self-advocate and make sure it is understood in a healthy manner. Setting boundaries is ensuring that you have time for your own individual self-interest and individual goals, and that should not be compromised. So how do you go about these things? Well, the first thing is that you have to be self-aware, right? You can't just assume everyone's going to know these things. You should know what you genuinely like, what you genuinely dislike, and not just what you think you might not like, but be sure of things. You should know how you wish to be treated, and how not to be treated. Be clear in expressing your needs and wants. Don't be afraid to tell your partner these things. Stop expecting them to read your mind and then be mad when they don't read it correctly. If you are not happy with your partner's behavior, tone in his or her words, or anything, and they are not aware that you are not happy, how do you expect them to know? You need to express when boundaries are necessary in a respectful manner and when necessary, explain why this is important to you. Be very detailed and direct. Do not drag it out or speak hypothetically. So here's an example, right? If you are one that writes a journal, explain to your partner that it's important they do not read your journal. Explain the importance of this privacy and why it's disrespectful to violate that. Do not assume that everyone knows not to read someone's journal. If you want certain things done in the house, but you do not want to do all the chores, you can tell your partner in a compromised way, the only clothes I'm washing are the ones that that are by the washing machine at 11 a.m. If your clothes are not there by 11 a.m., you will wash them yourself. And this isn't... A confrontational thing, but this sets limits and also reinforces routine and responsibility throughout the house and sets boundaries in a healthy way. Your partner will understand their role in this feat. And if they don't abide by it, they will know their new role. You want something wash? Have it ready when I'm ready to wash. If not, then you made a conscious decision to wash it for yourself. No one person should do everything. Boundaries should be set. Another way is to actually use I statements. Tell your partner how I feel and how this makes me feel. Don't oppose upon them what they need to do, but instead, tell them how it makes you feel and why you draw lines of certain behavior or verbiage. There's an approach that I didn't make up. I read this somewhere and I like it. Actually, I really like it. And in a way, it's a great way to express particular things to your partner. It's called the sandwich approach. Now, this is where you cover both sides of criticism with compliments. Two slices of compliments and one piece of criticism. An example someone used uh, that I liked. So I'm going to use here, you know, it's kind of like you could tell your partner something to the degree of, um, I love having sex with you. It's one of the more amazing parts of my day, but I realize 
that I'm mainly horny in the morning and I'm really tired at night. And until I get used to this new work schedule, you know, I would really love if I could have you in the mornings. It would really get my day started. Now, you know, I think it's a great example, but I don't know your partner's particular sense of understanding or how your relationship works. But I really like the example. I do not, I do know for 100% fact that people tend to be more receptive to criticisms when there's some niceties attached to it, especially when the niceties are 100% factual. All healthy relationships have boundaries of some form. Both partners should express their boundaries, express clarity in understanding their partner's boundaries, and honestly state their willingness not to violate that. Some people think that a relationship should be completely open with no lines drawn, but having boundaries is a very healthy, especially in their early stages of a relationship, a very healthy thing. It helps to create a habit of not violating boundaries early on and to be able to move on together in a more loving and effortless manner. When you establish what your boundaries are, ask your partner what theirs are. They may not be as comfortable as you as forthcoming to express theirs. And when you establish healthy boundaries in your relationship, you tend to feel more comfortable moving forward into your relationship. And that's a great way to grow into a relationship. So I want to just point out some things that I saw online that I, I thought was really cool. And it talked about healthy and unhealthy ways of a relationship and where boundaries should be injected. So do you feel responsible for your own happiness? Or do you feel incomplete without your partner? You see, sometimes you have to impose these self-boundaries, right? You have to know that the main point of your happiness must reside from self. There's no boundary outside of you that's going to limit anything that should alter that. Now, do you have friendships that exist outside of the relationship? Or do you only rely on your partner for happiness? Do you have open and honest communication with your partner or do you play games and manipulate? Do you respect the differences in your partner or do you find yourself jealous all the time? Do you ask honestly what is wanted or do you just feel unable to express what is wanted? Can you accept endings? And what I mean by that is, can you accept things may not always go your way? Can you accept that you're wrong? In a certain situation, the situation needs a solution and you need to move on. Or are you one of those that are unable to let go of things? You know, try to remember that when you set boundaries and they are violated, you have to follow through with reinforcing it and making tough decisions. You can't allow violating your boundaries to be a pattern. So you have to look back and see what type of person are you. If you happen to violate a boundary then take responsibility for it and don't make excuses for it. Take a step back. Think about what you did and own it. If it's time to move on, make the tough choices. You know, there's some things that you should know. And there may be some areas where boundaries are, are you know, should be discussed where you may have a set of boundaries, your partner may have a set of boundaries, but then you may want to be curious about, all right, what boundaries should we set as a couple for each other? So, you know, like, what can you call each other? What's off limits? Some relationships have very vulgar language in, 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 in the sexual 
heightened moment. Um, some people don't go for that. You should talk about that. The importance of alone time. Now, that's not uh, any hindrance on the relationship, but alone time is important. You should talk about that. How you carry yourself on social media. If that's, a, if that's an issue, then you guys should talk about that. Some people don't care. It's just Facebook. It's just, you know, social media. It's not a big deal. But you should talk about that. What would you do and what won't you do for each other? Does your commitment entail a full-on ride-or-die approach or does your commitment have limits? You should talk about that. How will you have sex? And I don't mean the actual intercourse because anybody can just put one on one and make two. But how? Are you a BDSM person? What's off limits? You should talk about that. How will you commit to each other? It's a little different than what will you and won't you do, but how will you commit to each other? What is commitment to you? And you should talk about that. Now, there are other relationships that boundaries are very important. Those are the baby daddy, baby mommy relationships. I think it's important to note that if you're in a situation that you and your ex-partner are no longer together, but you both have to parent a child, I think you have to responsibly set boundaries. I think you have to responsibly agree on certain things. And I think that you have to parent on a similar curriculum, so to speak. Now, the parent that does not live in the home cannot determine or dictate rules of the home. They are boundaries. The, the, the parenting decisions can come together. Both parents should have say so. But they should not manipulate the situation to benefit one or the other. Parental boundaries with their children. Parents need to also understand that their kids do have some type of, and they should have some type of lines crossed. Now, I understand that parents are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, nope, my kid, I do what I want, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't parent. I'm not saying put your kid at risk. I'm not saying let your kid do whatever they want because I'm totally against that. So I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, though, that you have to understand that your child, and depending on the age, is a human. You want them to become a responsible adult that, if you're a good person, you want them to be a good person to the world. You have to make sure that that is reinforced by them learning how to set boundaries towards others too. And you can't do that if there's no boundaries in the home. Children need to know their role as children. Adults need to know their role as adults. Now, however you determine that to be is up to you and your individual cultural stance. However, your child is not your best friend. If they are underage, there's something very weird about that. You can love your child. You can speak to them like buddies, but you can never abandon your parental duties. And when you have to turn on mommy or daddy time and you have to let them know that you are the child and you have done wrong and we're no longer just buddy, buddy, but you must adhere to the rules of the house. You have to already have that set that although we can laugh and joke and be buddy, buddy. I am your parent. Those are type of boundaries that must be learned to be set. And a lot of times, especially in this day and age, parents tend to lose that 
because they try so hard to be their, their, their child's buddy that they forget that you can be laughing and joking and loving and giving and have a line. Hopefully this was helpful. Uh, you know, it's a lot of freestyle, but I genuinely believe what I say. And I really, uh, I really hope something out of this entire 15 minutes or so was helpful. Thank you for tuning in to Talking That Talk with Jason Ortiz, and I'll talk to you guys soon.